Uh, welcome to the Flashing Blade podcast and Staggering Stories Christmas Staff Party 2014. No, 2013. Hang on, is it 2014 or 2013? Adam would know. He's good at things like that. I think it's called being a pedant. Oh, well. <clears throat> if you're wondering where he is, um, well, he's at home. I'm recording this at my home because I have one. Uh, so, yes, um, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, more secret log of Jean-Luc Picard. Ah, uh, dear. As written, this one I think is just written by Tim Munro. Uh, no Nick Cooper, but, uh, well, I suppose it's better for that, really. Hi, Nick. Love you, really. So, anyway, um, cue the music. Stardate 4200.1. This is absolutely the worst bloody day of my entire sodding career. In fact, if things carry on like this, I've a good mind to jack in my Starfleet commission and go back to that dreary vineyard and my bastard brother. At least there I get to shag that fruity bit he married. <laughs> Whereas here I am now, stuck without a single willing woman within ten year light years. Except Troy, of course. But she's besotted with Commander rather a Wally Riker. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. Our troubles began when I received notification that the head of Starfleet Medical, Dr. Romeo Shagham, would be beaming aboard to make a tour of inspection. Fine, I thought. Nothing wrong with that. And like the idiot I am, I assembled a welcoming party consisting of myself, Riker, Worf, and Beverly. Ah, why? Why didn't I remember? Dear God, how did I forget? I mean, Romeo Shagham? He was in my year at Starfleet Academy. He was bloody notorious. Anything in a skirt, which led to some damned embarrassing incidents on full-dress uniform occasions, I can tell you. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind could forget Shagham, and yet I, Jean-Luc Picard, Wally of the Universe and first-class dickhead, virtually served up my totty to him on a plate. I must be going soft in the head. Needless to say, I recognised the lecherous little git the minute he materialised in the transporter. In fact, he gives me the same feeling of dread I get whenever I pass a tar pit. Unfortunately, by that time, it was already too late. Before I could even order O'Brien to accidentally hit the molecular scatter control, Romeo had bounced off the transporter pad and was pinning Beverly, my Beverly, to the wall. Hey, doll, he leered, rummaging in her uniform. Well, it's a gorgeous chick like you doing with old Baldy Picard. Sleazeball. He's still got all his hair, the bastard, and he's a year older than I am. I must ask Admiral Kirk where he gets his tribbles. <coughs> Anyway, Romeo then said, OK, babe, let's you and me go down to sickbay so I can examine your equipment in comfort. If you're really lucky, you might even get to handle my tricorder, know what I mean? And with that, he whisked Beverly off into sickbay. Security locked the door, and that was the last we saw of them for nine hours. Sat on the bridge and fumed. Troy told me she sensed great joy and pleasure coming from the sickbay told Troy that she was a stupid beta said tart and I had every intention of selling her to the Ferengi at the first opportunity. Troy went off in tears. Silly cow. Took a stroll down to sickbay, found Riker and Ensign Crusher earwigging at the door. Wesley was looking very puzzled and remarked to Commander Riker that, quote, she never makes noises like that with me. I sent them both packing with a flea in their ears. If there's one thing I will not tolerate, it's prying into the private affairs of other crew members. Listened at the door for an hour, sod it. Wesley was right. Returned to the bridge in a towering rage, just in time to witness a mysterious alien vessel turn up to hear its pilot, some purple tosser with his scrotum on his head, hail us. It was the usual, of course, something about some daft treaty with the Federation, etc., etc. 
In other words, the same boring old crap we've heard a thousand times before. And I'm afraid I rather lost my rag over it. In fact, I ordered Mr. Wolf to blow the purple motherfuckers away. Oh well. If anyone asks, we can always say the Romulans did it. Anyway, it was about then that Beverly and Romeo emerged from sickbay looking dishevelled, covered in suspicious stains, and with Beverly carrying a packed suitcase. Uh, when I demanded to know what was going on, Romeo elbowed me in the ribs and leered, She's coming with me, Baldy, know what I mean. When I asked Beverly to explain, she said, I'm sorry, Jean-Luc, Romeo has offered me a very interesting new position at Starfleet Medical. Yeah, Betty has. Bastard. So the next thing I know, they're on a transporter pad ready to leave. I did ask Romeo what the hell I was supposed to do for a chief medical officer from now on, but he just pointed at Worf and said, get bum features there to do it. Needless to say, I tried to protest, but by then O'Brien had already energised and they were beaming out. Beverly's last words to me were, goodbye Jean-Luc, it's been fun. Oh, and by the way, I've been faking it. See you. Cow. Oh my god, I've just realised she's left us with Wesley. Oh, the bitch, the utter bitch! dashed up to the bridge and fired a photon torpedo at Romeo's departing ship <laughs> and knocked out his warp drive. It'll take him months to get home. I suppose Starfleet will kick up a fuss, but who gives a shit? I'm prepared to take full responsibility. If anyone asks, I'll say the Klingons did it. Passing Beverly's old room tonight, I heard some very odd noises. Investigating, I discovered Ensign Crusher on Beverly's bed minus his trousers. Further investigation revealed Commander Riker hiding under the bed, stark naked and clutching the aforementioned trousers. Riker explained that he'd been checking for concealed Romulan spies and had taken off his uniform to minimise friction between himself and the bed. He further explained that he had intended using Ensign Crusher's pants to tie up any Romulans he might find. Hmm. I must say I'm not entirely convinced. Riker knows as well as I do that Romulans never hide under beds. With those shoulder pads they can only hide in cupboards. I hope my first officer isn't secretly in with the tomahawks. Oh well, must go now. Admiral Hansen is waiting for me on subspace. Something about war unexpectedly breaking out with the purple scrotheads of Anaconda 5. Apparently they sent an unarmed science vessel to make a friendly contact with the Federation today. And some twit of a starship captain blew the board sods away. <laughs> I bet it was Maxwell. There we go. Um, yes. That's it. There'll be another one next year. Gosh, I only got a year to wait. <laughs> only a year feels a lot longer. Or does it? Um, yes, uh, well, thank you. Um, I can't really thank you on behalf of Staggering Stories, but thank you for listening to The Blade, certainly. And um, feel free to send any, any insults to uh, show at staggeringstories.net. Uh, all praise, please, to bladeflashing at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard will be back in the Staggering Stories and Flashing Blade podcast Christmas Staff Party 2014. Toodles.